This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Finish this sentence. I don't go to church anymore because the church is just full of a bunch of... Oh, all right. That's what I was going to say. Hypocrites, right? That's pretty easy to finish that sentence because maybe we've, we've seen that in our own lives. We've definitely heard people say that. I've, I've talked to people who've told me something similar. Uh, there was a woman I knew that, that, that she was a bartender and she said, I don't go to church anymore because the church is just full of a bunch of hypocrites. I have Christians who come in here to this bar on Saturday night. Uh, they get drunk. Uh, they, they cuss as much as anybody else. They cheat on their spouse. And then on Sunday morning, they get up and they put on their Sunday's best and they act like they're better than everybody else. I don't go to church anymore because the church is a bunch of hypocrites. Then uh, quite a few years ago, I was uh, part of the Chamber of Commerce in, in, in Orlando. And, and we were speaking to somebody and, and he told me, you know, oh, you're a, you're a pastor. I, I don't. I don't do business with Christians anymore because I once uh, bought a car from a Christian car dealer. I went to his, uh, his car dealership and he had that fish symbol on his sign and on his business card and he gave me his business card and he told me I should buy a car from him because he's a Christian um, business and, and he's a Christian car dealer, but he wanted to sell me a piece of junk car, overpriced, and so I don't do business anymore with Christians. They're just a bunch of hypocrites. Now, this is not everybody's experience all the time, but we all have our own story of that person who said they were a Christian, who did one thing, or said one thing and did the other. We all know somebody who, who says they're a Christian and yet they're a hypocrite. And, and maybe you've seen that so often that, that now you kind of see yourself drifting away from being a Christian. Maybe there was a time where you read your Bible every day, but now you wonder, does it make any difference? You know, it, it seems like it's not making difference in these other people's lives. They seem like a bunch of hypocrites. Or, or maybe there was a time where you were like an every Sunday Christian. You went to church every Sunday, but now you kind of see yourself drifting away from Christianity. You're not as active because you say, you know, there's just too many hypocrites in the Christian church. Well, if that's who you are, I'm glad you're here. Because we're containing our sermon series called Start with Jesus. And what this sermon series is all about is, is instead of looking at maybe an example of Christianity, maybe looking at Christians, or, or instead of looking at maybe institutions or, or, or maybe um, political connections to, to some Christians, instead of looking at all of those other things, let's just go back to the root. Go back to the founder of Christianity. Go back to Jesus. Start with Jesus and see what this is really all about. And probably the best way to start with Jesus is to start by listening to his preaching and teaching. And last week, Pastor Bill introduced us to one of Jesus' most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, you could find that sermon in, in Matthew chapter 5 through Matthew chapter 7. He, he goes up on a mountaintop where he preaches to the people. And really the whole point of this sermon is to start with Jesus, to, to contrast um, the, what the religious people of the day would preach and what Jesus preached. What the religious people did and what Jesus did. And so last week we, we heard from the first half of that sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, where, where Jesus contrasted what he taught and what the religious people taught. And he had this refrain in the sermon that went something like this. 
You've heard it said from the religious people. You've heard it said, but I tell you. And so he was contrasting what the religious people taught and what he taught. And now this week, we're going to go on to the second half of the sermon. And what Jesus is going to contrast is what the religious people of his day did and what he does and what his followers are supposed to do. And so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 6. And this is the opening line of part two of his sermon. And he says this, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your father in heaven. So be careful that you're not doing um, these righteous things in front of people to be seen by them. Um, Do them in secret. Don't don't do them for everybody to see. That's not doing it for the right reason. And and your father is not pleased with that. And and he goes on to verse 2. So when you give to the needy, You see here, Jesus assumes you're going to give to the needy. That's not the question. Uh, Whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to give to the needy. That's just what we do. You you give to the poor. But, But when you give to the poor, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. I tell you, they have received their reward in full. So he's talking about uh, in, in his day when some of the religious leaders, when they would give, they made sure that people would see, right? Made sure there's a crowd around and then there's a poor person in front of them. And, and then make sure when they would put their, their money in the poor person's plate, you know, make sure you, you clang it really loud and make sure somebody would see so that they would be perceived as very religious and loving and caring. But they're not doing it for the right reasons. They were doing it not because the person needed something. They did it just to be seen by people. For show. And that didn't please the Heavenly Father. Now, we could give all sorts of examples in our day when we see that happening, couldn't we? I mean, you could maybe look at celebrities and the story is told that, that Angelina Jolie won't do any work really in, in, in developing countries until the camera is rolling and someone can videotape her, right? It's easy to pick out those kind of stories. Or maybe the stories of the, the politician who's only going to start giving to the needy or helping people out as long as it's a photo op and somebody can take a picture of it, right? Or, or, or maybe that business will only serve or help as long as their logo is put on something. You know, those are some low-hanging fruit that's, that's pretty easy to point out sometimes, right? But what about when Christians do it? Uh, when we see Christians giving and we're running, are they giving because they, um, because they, they, they know it's going to help somebody? Or just for show, just to appear better than other people? And I look at my own life. I mean, how many times am I, am I giving to the poor or giving to the needy in a way that, that can be seen by people so that I can see, seem like a very loving and generous person? Well, if you've seen all those examples and, and it's really kind of maybe turned you off from Christianity, it's maybe made you a lukewarm kind of Christian where you just, you're not interested too much in reading your Bible or coming to church because it doesn't seem to matter. It's just too much hypocrisy. We'll start with Jesus now. Uh, Let's just look at what Jesus did and and see what's different about him. And when we start with Jesus, he didn't just teach this kind of stuff in the Sermon on the Mount. He lived it out. There's this story of of a deaf and mute man that was brought to Jesus. And it was brought to Jesus in a crowd where lots of people could see. But Jesus took this man and he carried him, took him away from the crowd. And he took precious time to heal the man. And then when he was done healing him, he said, 
They don't tell anybody. And he did this often. In fact, there's a story of a, of, of, of a very important man in the community, a religious leader, uh, Jairus, who was a synagogue ruler, whose daughter was sick and even died and, and asked Jesus to come and heal her. And so he cared for the needy. He went to that home and he, he healed this girl. He brought her back to life. And, and this could have been a really important PR moment for Jesus. He could have really promoted himself because all the synagogue ruler would have had to do was to go to his congregation and say, let me tell you the story about this Jesus man who healed my daughter. And Jesus would have been famous all over the land. But he told Jairus, he said, now don't tell anybody about this because that's not why I did it. I didn't did to self-promote. I didn't did it get, get honor. I didn't do it to be seen by others. I did it because you called me and this girl needed help and I wanted to help her. He did it for the right reasons because that person needed help. In fact, if I were to to boil down what makes Jesus different than than all the other leaders and and than all the other people who've come before him and after, what makes Jesus different, and this is our first fill in the blank, if you're doing the fill in the blanks, is that Jesus was a hidden helper. Jesus was a hidden helper. He didn't help um, to be seen by people. He did it in secret. And that's what makes him so great. In fact, it kind of reminds me of, of the classic superhero stories of like Batman and Superman, right? What made superheroes so attractive is not just that they had superpowers, but how almost all of the superheroes like, you know, Batman and Superman, they conceal their identity, right? They have this hidden identity. Why? Well, one of the reasons is because they, they weren't doing it to promote themselves. They did it in secret. They would help somebody in secret. They'd help people in the dark. They helped people when no one was looking because it wasn't about them. It was about helping people for the right reasons, right? And that's what Jesus is calling to us to do. And so starting with Jesus, starting with Jesus um, means that we're going to try to follow him, even if maybe you don't believe in him yet. Let's say you're getting kind of lukewarm and and, and you're wondering um, uh, if Jesus is really real. Well, to start with Jesus means to follow him, even if maybe you don't believe in him yet. Try to start um, giving in secret. Try to follow this Jesus. And as you follow him, you'll see that he's true. But you're also going to find something else that it's a lot harder than it looks. It's a lot harder to give in secret than you think. I mean, for most of us guys, we can't empty the dishwasher without letting the world know about it, right? Like, honey, the dishwasher is empty. Look at what I've done today, right? You know, we, it's so hard to do anything without letting people know about it, without announcing it with trumpets, without trying to do it to be seen by other people. And even if we do pull that off for a moment, right? Even if we pull off um, uh, uh, doing something in secret, doing it just because it's the right thing. Like, let's say, you know, you see someone behind you, you buy their coffee at Starbucks, or you, you see someone who needs some gas and you pay for their, their, you fill up their gas tank. Even then, it's hard not to be a hypocrite because there is this voice inside of us that says, look at me. I'm pulling this off. I'm better than than most people, at least, you know, not everybody every day is given to the needy like I'm doing it. And so it can be so easy because then, you know, you're not doing it because you see somebody who needs help. You're doing it to prop up your own ego, to prove that you're worth something. You're doing it for yourself, not for the right reasons. And so Jesus ends this section by teaching us this. He says, 
in verse 3 and 4. But when you give to the needy, again, he assumes you're going to give to the needy. We live in the richest country in the world, and, and we're the, some of the, we, have, we have more than we can imagine, more than most people. When we get to the needy, we're going to give the needy, Jesus says. But when you do it, here's the most important thing. Don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. You see, Jesus is saying, when you give, don't just hide it from others. Hide it from your own heart. Because, because even our own heart can twist what our giving. We can prop up our heart to, to give for the wrong reasons, to give to prop ourselves up, to, to feed our own ego, to think that we're better than other people, to look down on other people. So it's when you give, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. In other words, practice self-forgetfulness. Now, how do you do that? How do you forget it? How do you, how do you practice self-forgetfulness? And this is the take-home point. Dress up like Jesus. Dress up like Jesus. Now, what does that mean? How do, you, how do you dress up like Jesus? Well, this month, we are celebrating one of the most popular holidays in the United States, right? Halloween. Statistics show, and I don't know if this is true or not. I heard this somewhere that, that, that people spend more money on Halloween than any other holiday in the year, right? Whether that's true or not, it, it probably is close. Everyone's dressing up for Halloween, and not just kids anymore, right? Everybody's dressing up. Even adults are dressing up for Halloween. We all want to dress up. It, it, it's kind of fun to have a secret identity to play somebody else, and, and that's really what God is calling us to do, to have a secret identity, to dress up like Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean you need to start wearing sandals and some uh, Middle Eastern uh, robe or anything like that. What it actually means is, is, is what Paul says. He says, um, in, in the Bible, it says, you died and your life is now hidden in Christ with God. You died. It's not about you anymore. When you became a Christian, when you were baptized into Christ, he says, you were clothed with Christ. You have now have a secret identity And that means a couple things. First of all, it means you're forgiven. You've been clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. He loves you. He accepts you, even with all of our twisted motivations, uh, all the times we didn't always give for the right reasons. He loves you and accepts you and covers you. But then it also means that you live for the glory of another. You live to honor uh, somebody else in the name of somebody else for the glory of somebody else. Uh, motivated by somebody else. It's all about Jesus. You live with a secret identity. You dress up like Jesus. I remember hearing a story of a pastor who talked about how this can look or what this looks like. And he was saying he took his family out to Chipotle once. And so he's standing in line, Chipotle. He's got his, all his kids with him. And this man comes up to him and says, um, hey, I, I'm, I'm really hungry and you know, I don't have any money with me. Do you think you could maybe buy me um, a, a burrito? And, 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 the, and the, he, you know, he's a Christian. He's a Christian pastor. And so, of course, he says, yes, I'd be happy to. But he's also you know, counting up what this is all going to cost him. I'm feeding my kids. I'm feeding my family. What's this guy going to ask for? But yes, sir, of course, I'll, I'll help you, right? And so they start down the line and he's kind of watching this guy and, 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 and the, the, the people are asking, you know, Chipotle, if they're asking, he's like, um, do you want, do you want 
chips with your burrito? And the guy says, yes. And, and, and the pastor's like counting this up in his head. What is this going to cost them, right? And, and then they're getting, do you want beans or, or rice or, or the meat? And, 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 and what kind of meat do you want? Do you want the chicken or for a little bit extra, do you want the steak? And he's like, oh, can you put, yeah, some steak on there? And so the pastor's thinking, okay, now you want steak. All right, oh, well, that's fine. And then he gets to the, find the, the end of it, right? And you know what happens at the end. They, they give you the big question, do you want the guac, right? And he's thinking, don't go for the guac, man. Just don't go for the guac. Uh, and then they ask, do you want the guac? And he says, oh yeah, put the guac on there. And he's like, oh my goodness. And, and then the man turns to his pastor and he says, oh, thank you so much. You know, I was super generous to you. And he turns and he looks at me and he says, you know what? Uh, that's okay. I did it in the name of Jesus, you know. God bless you in the name of Jesus. And then he says he had this convicting moment right after he did that. He said, that wasn't in the name of Jesus. As if Jesus was telling, that wasn't in my name. Because if it was in my name, you would have, and the guy comes up to you and asks, you know what, um, do, you want, do you want some food? He said, yeah, come on over here. Hey, buddy, um, do you want chicken? Make sure you get the steak. Don't just have chicken. Make sure you get steak and, and, and make sure you get chips on the side and get double guac when you're done. You know, God's been so good to me. I want to bless you. That's what it looks like to do it in the name of Jesus. To be generous with others, remembering how generous God has been to us. To do things in the name of Jesus that represent the generosity of Jesus. To, to be hidden in Christ so that we could exalt the name of Jesus. Now, as I was preparing this sermon this week, um, we were kind of talking about maybe specifics on how that looks to give to the needy. And there's all sorts of different ways you can do that. You know, I know there's all sorts of discussions. Well, do I give to that, that, that man who's begging and just give him some money? I don't know if that person's going to buy booze with it or what they're going to do. Well, there's ways to get around that. You know, you can pull into uh, Chipotle or wherever you want to, right? Or, or go into McDonald's and buy that person a meal if you're concerned about what they might do with that money. Or, or maybe you can, you know, do some research and, and look up a, an organization that's, that's feeding in the poor in an area that you're really passionate about. That's one way you can give to the poor and get to the needy. Really, it doesn't matter how you do it, what Jesus is most concerned about is why. Are you doing it to lift up your own name or are you doing it in the name of Jesus so that your left hand doesn't know what your right hand is doing? And when you do, God promises, then truly you will have your reward from the Father in heaven. We know that there's hypocrites. <laughs> it's easy to spot. It's easy to spot hypocrites in the world in, with celebrities and politicians. It's easy to spot celebrities, even in the church. And let's not be naive. It's easy to spot the hypocrite in our own heart. But that's why I'm going to start with Jesus. That's why we want to look at the one person who pulled this off in your place. That's why we want to look to Jesus who really cared for the needy, needy people like you and me by rescuing us from sin. And when you start with Jesus, when you see how much he cares for you, you will begin to do the same with his part, with his help, for his glory, in his name. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for this time together. We know how hard it is to give to the glory of your name. So often we can be hypocrites. And so, Lord Jesus, show us who you are. Uh, meet our needs with your good news, with your love, with your acceptance. And then change our hearts, lead us, motivate us, help us to, to dress up like Jesus, to have our identity hidden in Jesus and to serve those around us in your name for your sake. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.